Hi, this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. And OBGYN and I were talking about a recent presentation she'd seen from a leader in her field. I heard in her voice how much she'd enjoyed the presentation. We spent some significant time talking about it. She was encouraged by this physician leader's thoughtful comments on some of the complexities in physician-patient communication. She was especially interested in issues he'd raised around empathy, being present, and the emotional contexts around communication. One observation she made stood out to me as we were discussing her thoughts. Any conversation about care is also a conversation about culture, she said. I would like to take some time to consider this statement in light of the attention being paid lately to various issues of cultural difference and diversity. And as usual, I'll end with something you can do today. Two things, really. Two ways you can take that important first step towards speaking respectfully and connecting meaningfully with all patients, including those who don't look, sound, or see the world like you do. Welcome to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication with Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Providing you with tips and strategies you can use to improve your patient engagement. How do you communicate with patients with whom it seems you have little in common? It's a big question. According to PubMed, an average of more than 3,300 articles per year over the last 10 years have been written on cross-cultural issues such as communication, care, interaction, adaptability, and measurement. This isn't a problem unique to medicine, of course. Talking across difference happens in any human relationship. It might go without saying that in medicine, cross-cultural communication training is helpful. Physicians who are trained in specialty-specific conversations benefit when cross-cultural communication is added in, as found in a recent study on pediatric hematology and oncology fellows, and another study on primary care physicians and pediatric asthma, links to those research papers in the show notes. When cultural differences are missed or ignored in communication, outcomes suffer. As a recent study points out, quote, Ineffective cross-cultural communication contributes to adverse outcomes for minority patients. Similarly, another article on cross-cultural communication for pharmacists asserts that, quote, failure to recognize these differences may contribute to misunderstanding or miscommunication that may affect treatment. Providers like you and medical educators like you are noticing that cross-cultural communication matters, and you're asking for support. There are some popular models for cross-cultural communication, with new ones being developed for in-person and online formats. This broad agreement and enthusiasm around cultural issues in communication is essential in the face of the many challenges to cross-cultural communication in the health sector. Even from my position, I have sensed 
the tension in engaging and talk about difference, when medicine is focused, perhaps necessarily, on standardization. There is enormous pressure, as many physicians have told me, to be entirely error-free somehow, self-sufficient, and as one physician put it, nearly superhuman. It's possible that providers are not always encouraged to talk about their communication fails or to ask critical questions of themselves or others. It doesn't help that many providers interact with patients in situations where they are the only provider present, so these cross-cultural conversations are unintentionally hidden from view. Among other things, this can make them difficult to talk about with your peers or easy to sideline in favor of more visible issues. I'd like to help by drawing your attention to the crucial first step in communicating across difference. One step that can be easy to overlook, and it's one you can do on your own. As I've talked with healthcare professionals about communication and culture, it's been great to hear a high level of awareness about the importance of seeing the patient's perspective. This is essential. But it would be missing half the picture. Cross-cultural communication implies there's at least two sets of culture going on here, right? The patient's and yours. Yes, where you're going matters, so does where you're coming from. You can't help but speak from your own position, from the blend of the personal and professional cultures you're a part of. Now, I'm not going to open the huge and contested issue of what culture means. It's enough for right now to say we all belong to multiple cultures. Our understandings of the world, including our inaccurate or inadequate ones, are based on a lifetime of our own experiences and on our membership in different social groups. We are all always pulling on the collective knowledge and experiences of our cultures to inform our words and actions. These are cultural norms that we may or may not be aware of. As I've said before, our language reveals our perspective on what linguist James G. calls being normal, acceptable, right, real, the way things are or the way things ought to be. Language then becomes a marker for what's important to us or for what we take for granted. And this often happens without our notice. For example, I explored in an earlier podcast the different and entirely context-appropriate uses of the terms pee-pee, pee, and urinate. Depending on who you are and what your situation is, one of those terms works for you. The others would be a bit off. This is just a quick reminder that being aware of our language and the sometimes invisible influences on it is important. 
If you would like some support on this, please contact me at healthcommunicationpartners.com and you yourself can begin this process right now on your own by examining some assumptions about your own communication with patients. And not only patients where there is a cultural difference, patients of all kinds of backgrounds. Because this communication, as I've pointed out, has been shaped by your history and by the various personal and professional cultures you belong to. If you're ready and willing to step back and look at your own language and the assumptions beneath it, bravo! But how? It's time to make the familiar strange. Here are two prompts to get you started. Number one, which patients do you typically find it easy to talk to, get along with, or reach? What do you think it is about these patients that makes those interactions easy for you? What might this tell you about your attitudes and assumptions regarding patient communication? Number two, which patients do you find it difficult to get along with, or relate to, or reach? What do you think it is about these patients that makes those interactions difficult for you? What might this tell you about your attitudes and assumptions regarding patient communication? I've adapted these from an article on Health Communication Partners about reflective practice. I also have a podcast on that. Check them out. Links in the show notes. And if you want to go further, again, reach out to me. As my physician friend said at the start, any conversation about care is also a conversation about culture. She and many other providers I have met recognize their responsibilities to all patients, as well as the challenges and promises of culturally responsive communication. And they want to grasp their opportunities to grow in this area. I'll assert that no one, including me, can empower you to respond appropriately, as nice as that sounds, to the myriad cultural differences between you and the patients you encounter across your whole professional career. You can interrogate your communication, including the assumptions beneath it. Then it's down to you to choose the appropriate words and actions for your specific context. This process can be aided and supported with expert help, <clears throat> outside information, and additional resources. And I highly recommend a community of practice, of colleagues who understand that every encounter is a cultural encounter. For Health Communication Partners, I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.